Chapter One of Our Western Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Our Western Birds by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. The Linnet. The Linnets are our nearest neighbors. The only reason why they do not live in the house with us is because they are shut out by the screens. We love them. We invite them to stay with us. We plant many things on purpose for them. We feed them at the garden table. But many people do not love them. The pretty birds are persecuted in ways we do not care to describe. They are shot, poisoned, stoned, hated more than any other birds in the southwest. And for what reason? Why, farmers say, they eat their fruit buds in the spring, and what fruit there is left in summertime. Well, it's true that linnets do eat some fruit buds, but the whole truth is they never take half as many as they ought. It would be better for the trees, and better for the markets, if fewer buds were allowed to set. In Southern California this year, many peach orchards have been left to drop their fruit on the ground. There were too many peaches to the tree, and the same with the apricots. The fruit was small. Five dollars a ton, and sometimes three dollars, was the price offered. It did not pay the growers to market the fruit. Had there been only a few dozen peaches or apricots on a tree, these few would have brought good returns. So we read in the farmer's papers this advice, Thin out your fruit in the spring. The ordinary farmer does not think it pays him to hire a man at two dollars a day to pick the fruit from the overladen branches. So the apricot and peach orchards are left to their own way. This way is to ripen bushels to the tree, and these are little things the market do not want. The less fruit on a tree, the larger and finer it is sure to be when ripe. The linnets would do the thinning out for the farmers if they were not persecuted so. The birds would take the buds and so pay the farmer for what fruit they might claim in summer. But the farmer hates the sight of a linnet and if he sees a dozen of them in a peach tree in the spring, or any other time, he picks up stones, and calls the dogs, and sets his own boys after the poor birds, and sometimes does worse things. In some parts of California the Russian thistle is making its way into the fields and gardens. The farmers are frightened. They are holding up their hands and crying, "'What shall we do? What shall we do?' The linnets, standing close by, are making answer, We will do, we will do. The farmers hear them and throw more stones at them. They do not understand the linnets' language. You may imagine this is what they are saying. We must have seeds for food more than half of the whole year. We have always lived on seeds. Before the people came and set out orchards, we ate nothing but seeds and small wild fruits. If you will let us live and have a little of your fruit in summer, we will eat up all the thistle seeds as fast as they ripen, and we will go on eating all the weed seeds as we have always done. 
we will be partners, you and we, and do each other good turns. In fall and winter you may take long walks into the country, and see for yourselves what the linnets are doing. You will find them in flocks, in weed patches, swinging on the stems, chatting about their work, shelling the seeds from big and little plants, and picking up what have fallen to the ground. Happy-go-lucky birds they are when they are out of the farmer's reach. And their songs are very sweet. The linnets are among our very finest singers. Pleasant of voice, they never scold nor scrap with other birds. They love our homes. Before we brought fruit trees to California, and so began to hate the linnets, the Mexicans were very kind to these birds. Early travelers tell us they nested on window shelves, under cornices, in the tiles of the roofs, on any little break in the adobe house walls, and even on the picket fences. The native people were fond of them, and not a child harmed them. They were called the adobe bird, because they loved to be around the adobe houses. In the cities of California the linnets build in shade trees along the streets, but they are shy, the male keeping well out of sight. Their nests are robbed, and the old birds persecuted, even though there is no fruit for them to steal. If the city children knew all the fun there is in taming the linnets, they would not miss it for the world. We will tell you a little of what we have done. We have lived in a California city for many years. Our grounds are large enough to grow all the common fruits. We have invited the linnets to stay with us, summer and winter. There are a dozen nests under the eaves, as many in trees and shrubs, and no end of nesting material placed within sight and reach of the birds. We nail cigar boxes on the sides of the barn and woodshed, and berry baskets in the trees and upper balconies. Linnets nest everywhere, and they sing the year round for us. They will build nests to order of almost any sort of material we give them, and invite us to watch how they do it. They bring all the other birds to the grounds, so we have as many as thirty-five varieties in the garden in the course of a few weeks. Don't they eat our fruit? Of course they do. They are welcome to their share. And we can truthfully say they take no more than their own share. We have little tricks we play for them. We sow them a lettuce bed, plant berry vines, place culled oranges cut in halves about the garden, and always have the table set for them. And they do not eat us out of house and home. Linnets make so much noise about their meals, people think they eat more than they really do. If they would keep still, the farmer would not know they are in his fruit trees, nor would he miss what they take. It is their constant chatter that gives them away. But we like their chatter. It would be a dreary place for us without the linnets. There are plenty of birds and other people who do not sing. These are always sad or cross. They do not cheer the world any. Did you ever notice that the people who hate linnets are cross people? They turn sour like wilted peaches. 
If you would be happy as linnets the whole time, be comrades of the linnets. Learn what there is good to say about the birds of whatever sort, and tell it at home and abroad. Do not covet what the birds eat. Cover up your share of the berries in the garden with mosquito netting, or stand guard at the strawberry bed when the linnets and sparrows are talking about berry time. You can get up with the birds and have the best time in the day before sun-up. While you are keeping off the birds, you can learn what there is to know about the strawberry plants. See the little baby strawberry runners. They are children of the old plants. They are tied to their mother's apron string until they are able to get their own living. Oh, it is a good thing for linnets and boys and girls to be alive in California. They might go to school together. There is no bird so fitted to be about the schoolhouse as the linnet. Suppose the children of the lower grades spent half an hour a day watching them. And suppose there was a lettuce bed or a little strawberry patch under the window on purpose for both to study. It would be as good for the children as playing marbles. An owl's nest in the belfry and a lettuce bed under the window. Ah, these would make a kindergarten indeed. The wisest men and women and the smallest children are taking more interest in birds than ever before. Bird books for reading are found in nearly all our schools in America. People are beginning to understand that birds were made for something better than to kill for sport, or to eat, or to wear in horrible shapes on bonnets. Everybody is wanting to find out something new about our birds. Professors from our universities are going to the far-off corners of the world, to the islands, to the polar and the torrid regions, to study birds. They want to find out all there is to know about their ways, their nesting habits, their plumage. The school children of the West could be a great help to the scientific world by learning new things about our common birds. Take the linnets, for instance. How many sorts of weed seeds do they eat? It would give the boys and girls many a long tramp to find this out, and they should make notes of what they see in a little notebook carried in the pocket. They could bring home specimens of all the seeds, and the botany teacher could name them. And by and by even the farmers would change their minds about the linnets, all on account of what the children have found out and the linnets will be loved instead of hated, as certain sparrows in the New England states are now loved for what they are doing for man, where, years ago, they were despised and driven away. End of chapter 1 The Linnet